0: Hello and welcome to Black Marriage Therapy, BMT for short. Here we become students of marriage in order to create healthy, long-lasting relationships. I'm your host Kristen Smith and in today's episode we discuss commitment. This is the first episode in a three-part series called The Three C's of Marriage, Commitment, Connection, and Communication. Chris take thee, junior, to be my wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part, according to God's holy ordinance, and thereto I pledge thee my faith. Most of us have heard these words before or have said them ourselves. But what does it truly mean on our wedding day? We blissfully stand in front of one another and say these vows or something similar to it. We promise to stick together forever. After the ceremony, we get into our festivities and often leave those vows at the altar. Most people don't bring those vows into their everyday lives. They don't sit and ask themselves, Hmm, how can I practice for better or for worse today? (laughs) Usually after we get married, we go straight into the day-to-day and just figure out how to live happy lives every single day until we hit a bump in the road. To most, it is a surprise. They might say to themselves, I didn't sign up for this. Oh, but you did. See, the vows that I just mentioned to you guys um, that we take at the altar are a glimpse as to what to expect into our marriage. It doesn't sugarcoat it. It makes it very clear. It says better or worse, richer or poorer, sickness and in hell. So for today's episode, my goal is not to convince you all to be committed to your partner because no one can do that for you. It's your choice. Ultimately, I want to discuss with you how you can keep that promise and stay committed for those who are married. And for those who are not married, I hope to shed light on what it truly takes to be committed in marriage. Let's get into it. So, to begin, I want to talk about how we keep the promise, like the vows that I just read previously. Now, those vows are just the beginning of marital commitment. I think it goes a lot deeper than just those few phrases, but usually that's where we start. But how do we keep those vows? Now, I feel like this is like the age-old question, like, how do you stay committed? How do you stay committed, right? How do we make our relationship last long through commitment? Um, And I hope you're not disappointed because my answer is not complex at all. It is simply a choice and an act. That's it. That is all that I have for you guys. (laughs) And of course, I'm going to explain it more in depth, but it is simply to choose, and to take action. So first, let's start with the choice. Now, it is easy to stay committed when things are going well, right? When things are blissful and everything is as you expected it to be, you have the spouse that you wanted and they're everything that you envision. It's easy to be committed, right? When the finances are good, the sex is good, the children are behaving, you know, everything is just picture perfect. Of course you want to stay. Why? There's no impediment to your joy. However, when things get a little bit more rocky and when things don't look like what you expected them to look like, that's when your commitment is challenged. These challenges can show up in a lot of different ways finances, family issues, um, different things. But one of the ways that I feel like is the most impactful is when you find out that the ideal version of your spouse that you had in your head is not who they really are. I have found through observation and with other couples and friends that This happens a lot of the times when we're dating, most of the times, the person that we're dating is an ideal version of themselves. Like it's hard to fully see who this person is until you kind of get deeper into the relationship until you get truly committed. And then what happens is the ideal version of that person kind of goes away. We take off the rose colored glasses and then we realize, oh, The person in front of us is who they really are and not to judge them because we're not saying that they're good or they're bad, but this is really who they are. And sometimes that challenges us and says, and we ask ourselves, is this who I truly want to be married to? Like at first he was cute and romantic and now I feel like he is overly needy and suffocating. And is this what I want for the future of my relationship? And it is oftentimes things like that and other circumstances that challenges our commitment. And if we truly want to stay in a relationship with this person. So if we do decide to stay in this relationship with per- this person, we make a choice, right? We say, well, I'm going to choose to stay in this relationship. This is who I wanted to, to be with. I'm going to choose to stick it out. I'm going to choose to be committed. Most of us, when we think of choosing to be committed, what we don't realize is that we are often making a very shallow choice to be committed. When it comes to marriage, the choice that I am talking about is the choice that we internalize. Now I know that sounds real deep, but I'm gonna try to explain it to you guys with a story. (laughs) So I had spent many years trying to lose weight and I had been going back and forth, back and forth, yo-yo dieting for a while. And finally, again, after many failed attempts, I decided, you know what? I'm going to choose to lose weight again. Here's my goal. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to choose to lose weight. So when you choose to lose weight, what do you do, right? You uh, you said, I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to exercise. I'm going to make a choice. And these are the choices I decided to follow. And I said, and that's what I did. Every day I would Eat healthy and exercise. Eat healthy and exercise. And it was working and it was great. Something happened this time that was different than all those other times of me trying to lose weight. What initially started out as a shallow choice, I would say, turned into something different. That choice that I made to lose weight began to highlight and illuminate things in myself that I did not realize was impeding me to get to my goal. For instance, that choice made me realize that I had a binge eating problem. That choice made me realize that I was an emotional eater. That choice made me realize that I quit too easy. Now, when that choice illuminated these things inside of me, then at that moment, was I able to make a real decision. See, most people have no problem making shallow surface choices, choices that don't really touch deep. In that moment, I had an opportunity to make a deeper, more internalized choice. And that was to address the things, the underlying things that were deeply rooted in me that was causing me to fail over and over and over and over again. When I allowed myself, when I saw that those things were illuminated in me, I had the opportunity to make a real choice to transform myself, to change who I was in order to genuinely get to my goal. And when I did that, I didn't just reach my goal. I became a whole new person in the process. So when it comes to marriage, this is the choice that I'm talking about. Most people, when they get married, they say, well, I'm going to stay committed, right? I'm going to do date night. I'm going to, you know, go to counseling if we need to, you know, I'm going to make married friends. I'm going to make sure I stay faithful. All these things, all these d- choices are great, right? Because in the beginning, I needed to make those shallow choices to show up every day. And and those choices are great because they keep you on a day-to-day. They keep you in the mindset of staying committed. But when it comes to relationships, there comes a point where the choice needs to go deeper than just a shallow level. What happens is something happens where who you are The parts of you that may be impeding your relationships are illuminated. And then you can make a choice. Are you willing to face those things in yourself that is impeding your relationship and change it and possibly transform yourself in order to truly be committed for some people that might be a selfish problem. Wow. I am really and truly a selfish person. Are you willing to change that part of yourself, to face that part of yourself in order to succeed in marriage? For another person, that might be a bitterness problem, a a financial spending problem, a drama and gossip problem. Are you willing to face that part of yourself, truly change it in order to stay committed? I'll tell you right now, 50% of people are not. That's a divorce statistic. Overwhelming research, Dr. John Gottman being one of them, and many other therapists have said over and over again, the difference between marriages that last a long time and the ones that do not are couples are willing to change and sometimes not just change, transform. So the first way to keep the promise is to choose, not a shallow choice but a choice that we internalize, the choice that we allow to change ourselves. The second part is to act, actions. There's a few ways that you can show actions. Number one, be intentional. When we speak of intentionality, we're talking about stepping outside of your comfort zone. So if you are a spouse who maybe does not like affection or need affection, but your spouse does, act in a way, be intentional about showing your spouse affection within your boundaries and as much as you can give, but be intentional in that. Another way that you can um, show action is by prioritizing. Oftentimes we get very comfortable when it comes to spouses. We just say to ourselves, oh, they'll always be there. Oh, they'll always be there oh, I got this and this and this to do. They'll always be there. They'll always be there until they're not there. And it's because we don't prioritize them. We don't make them important. And we end up just leave them at the end and they get cut out of the list. So prioritizing is super important. Another way you can show, you can show, act take actions to keep your commitment is by spending your resources, right? So this is time, money, and energy, Anything that you really care about, you will spend time with or on. If your spouse is as important as you say they are, then you would spend time with them and you would give up your time to connect with them. Um, another way is with money. Now, the fancy trips, the handbags, the perfume, the jewelry, the cars, all those things are great. Um, especially if their love language is gifts. However, when I'm talking about money, when I'm talking about spending your resources, your money to help you stay committed, I'm talking about investing in your relationship. Um, I recently got the honor of joining five other couples on a marriage retreat. And we invested our money into it. All of us put our money into that retreat in order for us to enrich our marriage. Um, A marriage retreat is great. Books are great. Seminars are great. Whatever that thing is that you can spend your money on, these are just a few things that you can spend your money on to help enrich your marriage. And of course, it's your energy. Again, it's similar to time and prioritizing. The things that you put your energy in are the things you truly care about. When you wake up in the morning, you go to the gym and all those things, you are showing that you care about your body and it goes the same for your spouse. As I mentioned before, we often give our spouse the last bit of our energy, the last bit of our time, the last bit of our money, but we have to learn how to, uh, reprogram our mind to understand that they deserve the beginning of those things because they are important. So those are some ways you can take actions in order to help you stay committed. So how do we stay committed? How do we keep that promise and that vow that we talked about? It's simple. I can't make it complex. You choose to, and you take actions that show that you are doing that. The next thing I wanna talk to you guys about is what it truly takes to be committed. I have a list of a few things of what I think it takes to truly be committed. Now, there are probably many, many other things that you can add to this list on top of a choice and an act. But these are the six things that I have found that are necessary in order to truly be committed. The first thing is courage. I don't care which way you slice it. Getting married, being in a long-term committed relationship is a scary thing. It is super risky and it's not for the faint of heart. It truly takes bravery to take the leap of love You are putting your most prized asset, right? Your heart on the line to be broken and it takes courage. It also takes courage to face yourselves. Like we were talking about that choice earlier, the internalized choice. It takes courage to face yourself and to say, okay, I know I have this problem. I'm going to change this problem in order to make this relationship last. It takes courage and it's scary. I'm not going to lie. I don't know about other people. Maybe everybody, maybe I'm not sure about other people, but I definitely had cold feet and doubts before I got married. Some people feels like you have to be completely sure. And maybe it was because I was 18 and getting married. But for me, that was not the case. I definitely was nervous taking that first leap, but I can tell you that that nervousness doesn't go away. Because as marriage continues, you're going to continue to be stretched to take more and more leaps, more and more challenges. So you need courage in order to truly be committed. The next thing that you need is the willingness to do the inner work. We just talked about it, y'all. There are things in you that may have to change completely in order for you to maintain your relationship. Are you willing to do that work? We talked about many different things. In previous episodes, we talked about trauma. It may be a trauma that you may have to address that is hindering your relationship. It may be something that is within your personality. It may be you know how you interact with other people. Are you willing to grow? Are you willing to stretch? Are you willing to heal your past? These things are extremely important when it comes to being committed. Another thing is discipline. This is simple, keeping your word and showing up. Discipline. We talked about that vow and how many of us leave it on the altar, but that vow we're actually supposed to take into our day-to-day. It may not look like asking yourself, how can I make it for better or for worse today? But... It may be being consistent, keeping your word. For instance, if I say I am going to one time a week of counseling, then I'm keeping my word and I'm staying disciplined in that. That is part of taking that vow into the everyday and investing into your relationship. Another thing is having faith or vision. Having a vision for your relationship is extremely important. If two people are coming together and they have not yet discussed what the vision is for their relationship, I do not know where you guys are going. Vision is important because when the bad circumstances happen, when you guys are in a trench or a ditch and you don't know what's going on, the vision helps you to look past where you are and where you're trying to go. With the vision, you can say to yourself, okay, I know that we're in this position now, but let's work hard. Let's do what we need to do to get out of this situation so that we can get to our final destination. For me, my vision is always my husband and I sitting across from each other, bantering about who knows what, playing cards. This is such a simple and maybe silly vision, but whenever I think about leaving my husband and it's not often, but whenever I think about, um, leaving him or I'm frustrated with him and I'm like, oh, do I really want to do this for another some odd years? I always think about, no, I want to have this friendship at the end of my life. I want to be 90 and old and far in and with my husband in the living room playing cards. And that vision helps me to get past where I am now. The last thing that I think it takes to be truly committed is full ownership. Full ownership is super important. And what it means is that you are taking 100% responsibility, not waiting for the other person. Unfortunately, some people waste three, four, five years of their marriage going in circles, playing tit for tat like... Oh, who's going to make the first step? Who's going to apologize first? Who's going to do the inner work first? Who's going to take the courage first? And waste time. Full ownership means that I am going to 100% take responsibility for what I need to without waiting for the other person to reciprocate it or not. That is a level of maturity that is necessary to make relationships last long. Usually what happens is when that first person takes responsibility a hundred percent without waiting for reciprocation, the other person follows suit, especially in a healthy relationship. So we went over how to keep the promise and what it takes to truly be committed. I would like to leave you guys all with a task or questions that you can ask yourself about commitment when it comes to relationships. For those of you that are married Ask your spouse where you can stretch in order to make your relationship stronger. Ask them, what can you fully own? Spend some time with your spouse and discuss what you guys want to create the vision for your relationship. And for everyone listening, married or unmarried, how uncomfortable are you willing to get in order to stay committed to your relationship. To end this episode, I would like to to close. I leave you guys all with the quotes. The real act of marriage takes place in the heart, not in the ballroom or church or synagogue. It's a choice you make, not just on your wedding day, but over and over again. And that choice is reflected in the way you treat your husband or your wife. Thank you all for tuning into Black Marriage Therapy, BMT for short. Again, I'm your host, Kristen Smith. If you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We're at Black Marriage Therapy. Thanks again for listening and see you again next week where we'll be discussing connection and intimacy in marriage.